All right, welcome back to the Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League podcast. Um, much like the uh, Friends and the Harry Potter reunions before us, the uh, <laughs> HBO executives have splashed out absorbent amounts of cast to get us both in the, the same Zoom room again so we can reminisce about our old days on the pod and maybe uh, share a couple of secrets. So um, it wouldn't be a reunion, though. <laughs> If it wasn't uh, me and Evan. Hey, Evan, how are you doing? That's right. Yeah, I'm here. It, this is a real thing that we're doing, so it feels nice. Yeah, it really does. It feels good to be back potting. I've really missed it. Oh, yeah, me too. But I would be lying if I didn't say that a little bit of time away from thinking about the Premier League was kind of nice. <laughs> oh, it was it's such a relief. Um, yeah, especially from fantasy as well, because... I don't know if you know this, any of you listening, it's been pretty hectic. So yeah, not having to like focus as much on it has been helpful, but also hurtful because everything has gone out the window. So I feel like I have no grasp on anything. Yeah. I I think that one of the real bummers for me, and I hadn't really thought about this until it started happening, but throughout my week, I will like, target particular games that i really want to watch over the weekend right so like you know usually it's the 7 30 saturday game because that's my favorite one to watch and then like usually one other game um and i'll kind of like build those up in my mind so that when it's saturday morning i'm really excited to watch them but now with there being like you know a 25 percent chance or whatever that those games might be canceled it's just not the same um you know, being let down on Saturday morning with no game is just a real bummer. Yeah, it does make it hard to kind of get excited for things, for sure. And even plan, you know, I want to watch this game. So now I'm going to move my schedule around so I can watch um, or make these fantasy moves or anything. So it's like everything just feels so uh, up in the air and you never know what what's going to happen. So, yeah. It's it's kind of a bummer of a season. It's turning into one at least. Started yeah. out okay, I think, but man, I hope that things can kind of get back on track to to kind of round things out, or else it's just going to feel like a oh, it's it feels like it will just whimper out, and I hope that that doesn't happen because yeah. there's some exciting things, um, some exciting races for sure. Yeah, totally. And I just don't know where all of these games are going to happen. You know, it's like Tottenham, like <laughs> where, all of, where all of Tottenham's games going to be played and like when I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's probably going to be lots of double game weeks in April, May as uh, as the domestic cups wrap up, less teams will be in them. And so they will be able to play uh, on the weekends when the FA cup is going on, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. They'll just have to sneak one in here and there until they can make it up. So, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. But yeah, I was really looking forward to that Tottenham Arsenal game this past weekend. And oh, that postponed was a real bummer. That was going to be a great game. Yeah. Um, we'll get into this in a little bit, but two teams that are kind of on the up. Um, yeah. That, that was going to be, yeah, that was going to be a fantastic watch. Um, so it was it was great timing for that game, but now it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit different. I think the momentum it will probably not carry them as much as it it would have. So. Yeah. Um, all right. So just to give you all a little bit of a peek behind the curtain as to what we're going to be doing today, um, we're going to start off by running down the regular corporate global league and then the zombie league as well um, to kind of reacquaint everyone with the positionings and then. Uh, basically Evan and I are just going to have a chat about some of the big storylines from the past month or so, the things that have kind of amid all of the flurry of games and the transfer window and all of that stuff. Like what are the things that have grabbed our attention and kept us, um, interested in the league and, um, kind of made us, um, excited to watch soccer. Um, so before we do that, Evan, do you want to run us down the corporate global league? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in first, you better believe it, shove it. Wyatt Keener, still there. Now, yep. keep in mind, we're in the middle of a game week. You never know. These things might change. Um, so just keep that in mind. But um, as of recording time, um, on Monday, 
7, 12 p.m. Central. Um, we've got Shove It, Wyatt Keener. Um, then in second place, we've got Smeagol slash Golem, Robert Griffith. Um, in third place, we have Bosch Habit. That's me, Evan Estes. In fourth place, we have Tongi Take Me Home, Eli Estes. Um, in fifth place, we have the Bruce Matthews, William Spicer. In sixth place, we have Proper Prospects, Tim Griffith. In seventh place, we have SLC Hairs, Evan Hare. Uh, in eighth place, we've got iTest Incorporated. That's uh, my dear friend and co-host, Taylor Hare. We've got uh, in ninth place, Jake Hare, Mr. Fantasy Football. And in 10th place, Naptown FC, Reed Zimmerman. And last but not least, in 11th place, soccer to Jerry Groth. Yeah. To me, I don't know, Evan, to you, what stands out about those standings and the the way they've shifted over the past couple of weeks. But to me, the two big ones are Rob moving into second place above you and Eli. Um, and then also Tim Griffith. Um, really balling out on a free hit a couple of weeks ago and moving up quite a lot as well. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, we'll probably get into those, um, later on, but yeah, those are two good ones. And then, yeah, the three hairs sticking together, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> yeah. I am trying so hard to get out of that seventh, eighth place, <laughs> punt, but I can't do it. I can't oh, do it. Oh, you and Everton both. I'm just, con- especially this Except week. Except it's like, not eight for Everton. It's <laughs> 16. Maybe pro- proportionally, we're probably in a similar right. position. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I did my free hit this week. I was like all geared to at least move up one or two spots. And then all the games started getting canceled. And I was just like, yeah, what can I do? Eh, anyway. What can you do? All right. Uh, I'm going to run us down the zombie league. And uh, keep in mind, uh, or not keep in mind, know this. Evan... Uh, has not read these standings, so he's getting these uh, live and unfiltered. Live reaction! It's a reaction video. Um, <laughs> just like you're, you know, some rando listening to, uh, I don't know, Phil Collins in too deep for the first time. <laughs> Evan might cry. Yeah, I might cry. Yeah, we'll see. Right. Um, and he actually may cry because in first place, getting a green arrow from this last week is Evan Estes with IE Bryans. Um, <laughs> I forgot about my name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on 1,029 <laughs> points. Um, in second place, apparently moving out of first place into second place, uh, is Will Spicer, the Bruce Matthews. Um, in third place, um, uh, having moved up at least one spot, although he had a huge game week this week because he had 62 points. Um is uh, White Keener with Mom Dead Mom Memorial, and that was mostly because he has Bruno Fernandez captain, who obviously scored two mm-hmm. goals at, yep. at Aston Villa. Uh, in fourth place is me, uh, Virgil Van Helsing. In fifth place is Jerry Groth with No Room for Resurrected, and in sixth place at the bottom, um, almost sixty points behind the next place competitor is Eli Estes with Tangi and Zombele. Um So. Mm. Interesting. Wow. Interesting standings. Interesting stuff. How do you feel about being in first place in the zombie league? I mean, I knew it was going to happen. So <laughs> just fulfilling the prophecy, really. Yeah. You have, you have <laughs> for, for, for the zombie league, you actually have relatively few red flags. You have five, wow. which is actually pretty good for a zombie league. <laughs> I have five red flags and that's good. Yeah. I think I'm looking at mine. I, Amazing. I currently have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, so there's that. Jeez. I like, man, it's going to be wild when, uh, when AFCON is over, they get all of the other games like ironed out the postponed ones. And there's a bunch of double game weeks. Like it's going to be hectic. It's going to be chaotic. Yeah. Things are going to move really quickly in the zombie league. I imagine. Yeah, I think so too. Just because so much will be going on. Um, and I think that'll probably be the case in our league as well. In our normal league. Um, I think it's going to be chaotic until the very end, honestly. Yeah. Um, so just by way of kind of talking about some of the bigger storylines in the premier league and using that as a way to maybe talk about some people, um, and some players in our league. Um, I want to ask Evan just to get us started off 
probably the big one and you know it's kind of been happening for a while so it's not a breaking news story or anything but um i think the big narrative that needs to be addressed is the fact that it seems like even at with only 56 54 points man city has already kind of clinched the title it feels like a certainty at this point even though it's obviously not and they will go through bad patches through the rest of the season it feels kind of inevitable at this point is that how you're feeling as well yeah yeah, I think it's it is theirs to lose pretty much. Like they're gonna have to have pretty bad form to end the season in order to lose it. Um yeah, I mean, I at this point I think the only team that could top them is Liverpool. Um just because they've lately they've matched Man City's consistency. Like they've just been just been so good. Um and maybe that drops off now that Salah and Mane are gone. Like um, while they're away, maybe they kind of drop in form. But they they won fairly handily at, uh, against Brentford. So I mean, you can't really see that happening. But yeah, I just think City have been they're just too dominant. I don't know. Like yeah, I just I just think that they're going to win it. Uh, I don't really think that there's enough time for them to lose it. In a sense, I don't think they're even capable of losing it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I think a big part of it is something that we always clown on them for, which is, you know, their kind of maniacal insistence on rotating squad members. Right. And this season, this season, that's like the perfect way to run a team. It's just having, having your, you know, Ilkay Gundawans, your uh, Fernandinho's, your you know, these players who are on the bench and just like absolutely world-class players, but who can sub in if someone gets COVID or if someone gets injured or something. Um, it's pretty mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, just a monster of a team when you have that much depth, such quality depth, then yeah, you're going to, in a season like this, you're going to rise to the top, no matter what, like that should, it was almost inevitable. I think, um, just based on how the season's going with so many, so many different variables, um, they're just able to withstand it a little bit longer. They're all they're like you know they're just like Helms Deep. I don't know. Explain. They just like just built. They've built. Uh, they've built this uh, massive fortress into a into a mountain. Like it's just immovable. <laughs> like you can't breach it. It's immovable. It like. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. I'm trying to now correspond players and figures on the Man City team <laughs> to different, different key figures and characters who featured in the Battle of Helm's Deep. Pep is obviously, um, oh, I don't remember the guy's name. Pep, <laughs> Pep is like, he's like the, he's, he's so devious that I, I think of him as like that old, the old, old king. That's like got wispy gray hair. Oh, he's like, he's bad. Like he's just bad. Like Theoden when he was under the spell of Grima Worm Tongue. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I think is that what I'm thinking of? I don't remember. It's been so long since I've watched those movies. Yeah. Um, geez. Yeah, no one is really springing to mind other than probably Kevin De Bruyne as Aragorn. Oh yeah, because he just seems like he's got such a good heart. Nailed. Oh yes, yes, nailed. Absolutely. Who would be? Uh, <laughs> I'm sure we could find someone that would be Gimli. Yeah, maybe Bernardo Silva. <laughs> um, hmm. <laughs> he's kind of the smallest. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is. I don't know. Actually, yeah. now that I think about it, I think, I think maybe Rodri might be Aragorn. Oh, interesting. Just kind of like, interesting. I don't know, just kind of like running that, that midfield from the back, not super flashy, but you know. Yeah. Know. Maybe KDB is Legolas. Yeah. Could be. Anyway, enough of that analogy. 
Um, <laughs> hey, well, it's all about story and narrative. So <laughs> uh, we're going to make those comparisons all episode. I can't wait. Um, so what about you? What are some things that you have been interested in that have kind of grabbed your attention over the past couple of weeks um, that feel like big storylines? Yeah, I, I would say probably one of the biggest has been actually in our fantasy league, fantasy league and that's Rob Griffith taking second place. Just monster weeks in a row, just climbing the table with force. So, like, he, yeah, he was only in, like, fifth or sixth or something not that long ago. So it's not like he went from 11th to second or anything. But it still takes a lot to climb the higher places. And he just, like, all of a sudden, he, like, kept doing good things. And then all of a sudden, just one week, boom, uh, you explode and you and you jump a couple places. And that's how it works. That's how it happens all the time is, like, you're you're behind and you're like doing good things and you're kind of waiting until you can reap those rewards and he's reaping them now. So I think um he's definitely talking about like story arc. He's definitely like I don't know if he's hitting his peak or not. Only time will tell. Yeah. But he's definitely like hitting stride and um yeah, probably like season four or five of a of a solid tv series wow yeah <laughs> you know it's like yeah. just just nailing it totally yeah and and like making savvy moves that are not necessarily flashy but are made at just the right time like he got jared jared bowen pretty early and has kind of gotten all the benefits of his good form over the past couple of weeks triple captained him yeah uh, was it last game week Goodness gracious. Yeah. For something like 50 points, right? It was like 60. Oh my gosh. Unreal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that'll that'll move you up the table pretty quickly. Um yeah. but yeah, I mean, just like sticking by Antonio and Dennis and um just kind of doing a lot of small things to make his team really solid and not trying to like um, you know, splash out on players who are flashy but who may not may not be the best premier league or fantasy options, which is what I tend to do. Right. I tend to be attracted by like the players who had a couple of good games and who I really love to watch, but who maybe aren't great. um, Sure. Fantasy picks. Sure. Yeah. That's a huge one. Yeah. Huge one. So excited to see where that one goes. Um, Definitely, definitely in the running for, for the top spot, which is exciting considering Rob is the, this is his first season with us. Yeah. So I would love, I man, oh, I would love this season's top, like number one spot race for the number one spot to come down to the last couple of weeks. That would be, oh, oh, that would be insane. I would that love would, that. That would be the kind of thing that would totally turn this season around and, and just like make it all worth it. Especially if oh, there's yeah. like a couple double game weeks on the last couple oh. weeks where like there could be a ton of movement. We could have people uh-huh. sneaking into first place. Oh, oh yeah. It, yeah, it could be it. It could be a fun one to watch for sure. And Rob is um, is is going to make that a fun one to watch. So, so thanks, Rob, for uh, doing what you do. Yeah, Keep and uh, yeah, and staying active in the Discord, which we always appreciate. Yes. Oh yes, that's huge. Um, All right, uh, over to you. Uh, unless you had anything else, what would you no. like to discuss? What's another so, narrative? I think the thing that is most exciting to me right now that I just love reading about and watching is Aston Villa. I'm just loving Mm. consuming all the content related to what Steven Gerrard is doing there, how much performance he's getting out of the players who are there, the kind of moves that they're bringing in that are seemingly both like exciting and savvy. Um, And like watching them, like watching that Man U Aston Villa game was just an absolute joy. It was so much fun. Um, And yeah, they're the team that when I'm looking at, you know, the fixtures for the weekend, I definitely am kind of circling all of their fixtures because I want to, I want to watch them play. I want to watch Philippe Coutinho play. 
I want to watch Luca Dina play in a system that allows him to, to, to uh, you know, cross the ball in. Um, those are two players I'm considering. Coutinho less so, but Dina definitely. Now that he's yeah. there, I'm hoping to bring him in soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the first thing I thought of when he moved. I was like, well, he's going to be a much better fantasy asset now. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, and like that attacking force of like, you know, um, Jacob Ramsey, Philippe Coutinho, Ollie Watkins, uh, McGinn. Like these are these are all players who I find really fun to watch, and so um, I'm really looking forward to to seeing what they what they do over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, um, yeah, they definitely feel like they have a lot more substance now with Gerard. So, um, yeah, and just some yeah interesting interesting transfers too. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. To, I mean, it looks like Coutinho is just going to fit right in and just kind of not miss a, sh- not like miss a beat at all. Like, just do you, right did you watch some of the link up play no. that they were doing? Like his, the first no. goal that they scored, it was Jacob Ramsey who scored it, but it came from a Coutinho cut into the box play to give and go with, um, uh, I don't remember who it was. It might've been Watkins. Um, at the top of the box and then he kind of shuttled it across to Ramsey who scored and it was just oh it was wow. so much fun. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm I haven't watched them in a while, but with uh with these new signings, yeah, they should be they should be pretty good. Like two signings that will improve their attack. Mm-hmm. And which is great because they were already kind of like shaping up to be a solid defense. Um they were kind of figuring things out back there um so just to be able to throw in a couple of um flair players like that in your attack just to kind of like cap it all off just kind of get things started up there you know they have a lot to build on so it only takes those two players to like really kind of benefit from uh, a structure that's kind of been put in place so um yeah they should be they should be fun to watch i i would imagine they're gonna probably move up the table quite a bit yeah um, that's that's what i was gonna say because they're still in 13th place i think right now yeah so they're, yeah, they're pretty I, low I down. Could definitely i could definitely see them ending in like ninth ninth place ninth tenth place easy yeah. um depends on how the other teams do of course but um yeah if they stay healthy and whatnot now doesn't help that Everton plays them next. So that's going to so be, of course, of course I'm not, of course I'm going to watch them, but um, I will not be looking forward to watching them run riot on our team. Is that, uh, so. do you know if that's at Everton or is that at Villa? Oh, I don't know. Off the top of your head. I don't know that either. Um, Cause that uh, would be let interesting. Me, let me look. I believe it's at Goodison. Okay. That'll be very interesting. The, oh yeah. It's at Goodison. The atmosphere in that stadium will be very interesting to see. Um, both when it comes to, you know, oh, it'll I, be great, actually. The, I assume the atmosphere is gonna be incredible. Is Duncan Ferguson likely to take over like interim stuff? Yeah. Okay. I've seen rumors, I've seen rumors about it being him and Leighton Baines. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Former star player, right? Two former star players. Yep. They our fans will be up for it because we no longer have that man in our running the clown show. Um, we have a different clown running the show from the very top, but let's not get into that. Um, I think everyone will be kind of relieved and will finally be ready to just kind of rally around the team. And like, let's just do everything we can to move forward. Hopefully, because this is exactly what happened when um, we fired um, Silva. Marco yeah. Silva. And so I'm hoping we can, that's what happened is like, we had a bad run of form against some easy teams. He left Duncan came in and we were playing. Like we had a very tough run of fixture. We had like United Chelsea Arsenal. Like we had some tough games um, and we ended up like winning two and drawing one or something. Like it was like, it was a wild thing. Um, yeah. I don't know that we'll be able to replicate that. I don't know that Duncan will be able to replicate that. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. 
um, we've kind of switched. We've kind of switched. No, gears. I mean this is this is on my <laughs> list of things to talk about, and I was gonna, you know, like like a good therapist, I was gonna give you as much space to talk about it as you want to, but not uh, I, not I'm, ask I'm, you to talk about it. I'm I want to talk about it, so I will talk your ear off, but I also don't want to just only talk about it because I know other people are like yeah, whatever. I want to hear it, but I'm also like interested in other things too. So I mean, um, it is one of the big like narratives going right now, right? Is like you have, you have, I, teams, I think so objectively. Yeah. You have teams that are in the ascendancy, like, and you have teams who are doing pretty badly, but no one, there doesn't seem to be as much like kind of administrative turmoil at any club more so than Everton, I would say. <laughs> Um, that's what it feels like to me as yeah. an outsider. Okay, good. Yeah, no, that makes me feel better about um, <laughs> about. Uh, Does about it really talk about? It makes me feel better about talking about it as much as I'm about to talk about it because yeah. it, it justifies it. You know, the because it's hard for me to know like how much are people paying attention to this because it's all I'm paying attention to. Yeah. Um. So it's hard to know like what other people think of it. But yeah, I I mean I definitely think it's one of the bigger story arcs of the season right now is yeah. our descent into just i i don't even know it's just it's just like it's very hard to watch i can <laughs> imagine man. i i really yeah Duh. um yeah it's not great uh i've always i've never really had to think what is it like to watch a team in the bottom that's about to get relegated? They hardly ever win. You know, what is it like to watch a, a Norwich team or a West Brom team or a Stoke team? Or uh, now I know what it's, I know somewhat what it's like. At least the, um, we're not in as bad shape as Norwich and Newcastle, obviously, but the run that we've been on since, uh, the end of September. Yeah, it had we started the season like that, we would be in very, very bad shape. So it's like, no, I understand what it's like to go weeks without winning, or you know, you just have several losses in a row. It's just, it is pitiful. Yeah. <laughs> so now you've got it's so got, bad. And I've got the, just Luka, so the Luca Dean Darby. I know the Dean Darbs. Uh, we'll see what happens. I I wish nothing but the best for that guy. I mean, it sucks that we sold him, and then after the game that followed, we sacked the coach that wanted him gone. So it's like, what was the point? And we have Mikalenko, who is off to a rough start. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like he needs time to bed in. But, geez, like he's not going to be as good as Dean, at least – in, in the immediate future and we need him to be so um can i ask who you think might come in manager wise i mean yeah people are people you, are talking about rooney but i kind of doubt that'll happen personally. yeah you're gonna need this this uh section i'm gonna need you to lead uh you direct us where we want to go because i could go so many different places give um, me give me give me your top three i'm, ta- I'm talking likely. i'm not talking about i'm not talking about managers i'm talking about everton the everton oh, okay. section in general Okay. You, I need you to just ask all the questions. Uh, okay. Let me know what interests you because, like I said, I could talk about anything. Um, <clears throat> so, Roberto Martinez. Oh, Belgium. Has been, is the heaviest favorite. Um, today, it was rejected by the Belgian FA because mm. I think we tried to get him in on like a temporary basis, like to see out the season. Um, and that way he could go back to Belgium and coach for the world cup later. Um, they denied it. So they don't want any part of that. Okay. So I don't think that he will be in there. Um, Rooney has been mentioned. He's been like top of the, uh, betting charts for a while. Um, Potter has, uh, Graham Potter has already thrown his hat, uh, hat out of the ring. Yeah. Is that is I mean, even a turn of phrase? I, I feel like that. any Everton fan would bite your hand off for Graham Potter right now. Oh, oh, yes, 
absolutely. Um, but he he will not come to us. He will go on to bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me if he went on to take the United job or something. Um, yeah. So that just kind of seems like where he's headed as a big, big club. Um, let's see. Who are the other ones that have been linked? Um, it's like hard to know. Honestly, Duncan Ferguson was up there in the betting charts. Like that's it's, I think it's possible that he sees out the rest of the season. Which wouldn't be the worst thing. I wouldn't think, you know, no, if there's no one who's like good and a long-term viable option available, I would much from an outsider's perspective, much rather see a team kind of like maybe suffer a little bit, stagger along a little bit, but not kind of like give a big contract to someone who's not going to be there yeah. for long. Yeah. Like we did with uh big Sam Allardyce. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people have been making jokes about him coming back, but that's not going to happen. Oh, that um, would be the darkest timeline. God, oh my God. Um, other people that have been mentioned, Slavin Village. Oh, interesting. Excellent. Um, he looks very good on the touchline. I will say. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I don't, I don't think that we will go for him either. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know who it's going to be. There's like no clear cut favorite. I think um, every time this happens, it's the same batch of managers that get thrown out by the Everton supporters. It's um, well, it was uh, Ragnick. Mm. Um, really? Now, yeah, for for a couple of times, it's been him. People have wanted him. Uh, Gattuso, that mm. name gets thrown out. So they've people have been even thrown out. We oh, we want uh Jesse Marsh from oh, interesting. He just yeah, got fired the, from the, Leipzig, right? Yeah, the American guy. Um, yeah, it's just the same Ten Hog, but Ten Hog's not coming here. It's like it's like the same type of like foreign manager that's like it's almost like a sneaky good pick. It's like what we're trying to do, like yeah. the Graham Potters of the other leagues, almost. Which I mean, that's kind of what like, where I think is the sweet spot for everything. It's just a matter of deciding who is the actual Graham Potter and who is yeah. the you know the the wolf in sheep's clothing, more or less. Yes, I. Uh, so I was listening to some guy on YouTube. Um, one of the uh, it was like Toffee TV or one of the big YouTube um like youtube channels um but they were mentioning that they were mentioning the uh, the idea that we need somebody that would kind of that everyone could support everyone could as much as is humanly possible that everyone can rally around um and i do think that that is much more important this time around than maybe previous uh managerial appointments just based on how this one went and where we're at in our current history um, and where we're at in the table. Like we need to do everything possible to just kind of get us over the line. Um, so that way we can get to summer and figure it out then. And in that sense, I am kind of fine with seeing how the team rallies behind and the club rallies behind uh, Ferguson and seeing if he can get a couple of results. And if he can, and if we feel safe, then just ride it out and we'll make a better decision in the summer. Um, that way we have a little bit more time to think about it. Other managers get fired. We maybe have a little bit of a bigger selection pool. So, yeah, I, I do think that, honestly, sentiment is going to have to be a big, big part of it. Um, if if we get someone, If we get someone like... Slavin Bilic like no one's gonna people are gonna be like yeah he's fine or or I hate him or I love him it's like there's just gonna be it's gonna be all over the place yeah. if you get someone like him obviously David Moyes I think would be the type of person a lot of people have been like well if we were able to get Moyes that would be great because I think he's so he's he's liked enough at the club that he would be able to um kind of shore everyone up together, but he's not leaving West Ham. Mm. Um, I think that's what they were trying to do with Martinez, uh, Martinez with um, trying to go back to the well and kind of bring everyone back together and be like, let's 
get behind our manager who we loved or at least liked the last time he was here until the last season, which apparently everyone wanted him out. So, yeah, I mean, Rooney is, if he was, apparently he's doing well at Darby County. Uh, I think he needs to stay. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's the right time. I think he needs a couple more years, uh, managing maybe a, another another step up before he comes to Everton. I just think that you don't want to you don't want this to be a fluke. You don't want another Lampard situation. <laughs> or speaking or, of or like speaking, Solskjaer. Yeah, if there's yeah, anything if there's anything that recent managerial appointments have taught us, it's that sentiment is a double edged sword, right? It's like, yeah. I know, it, I know. It can really work, yeah. but it can really backfire on you. Yeah, and I don't want it to backfire. Um, so that's why I I understand the the argument of yeah, Rooney would, but would he? Like, I don't even know that he would. I, mean, I he was I don't. here for a very short amount of time. Ferguson is going to do that much better than I think he will. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, but uh, Lampard and OGS have also been thrown out there. So we've the I will say the only reliable things that have been made are we want we want Roberto Martinez and he's not he's not coming at least uh, I guess unless he quits the national team which I doubt he will. Mm. Yeah. Wow. All right, where do we go now? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I've got things that I want to talk about. Is there what else do you want to talk about? Okay. Um, from descendancy to ascendancy, uh, let's talk about Arsenal a little bit because yeah. um, I think they are probably my favored team to get that fourth place spot. They're super fun to watch. Yeah, I've not not watched them in a while, but um, I've not really watched soccer much at all um, in a while. But yeah, I mean, they... Uh, they seem to be kind of getting it together up top. They can score goals now. <laughs> I mean, that was like one of their biggest um, weaknesses, right? And like yeah. now they're they're doing a lot better. I mean, considering they were technically in twentieth place at one point, game week three. Yeah, um, yeah, they just had that steady climb, and it looks like they're kind of hitting their stride. They're being a little, they're a little bit more consistent now. Yeah. I don't know. What do you like? What do you like watching about Arsenal? Um, I like watching. I mean, it's it's clear to me that the kind of long-term project that Mikel Arteta has been working on over the past year and a half or however long he's been there, two years, is kind of coming to fruition in a way, in the in a sense that a lot of these players who haven't played much and who have been in the squad for a long time, but haven't gotten much playing time, like the Emil Smith-Rose, the Sackas, um, these kinds of players um, are kind of carrying the brunt of the team now. Um, Emil Smith-Rose a little bit less. He's kind of on and off the bench. Um, but they're, they're kind of attacking line up until their forward is really working really well. And Lacazette's doing fine. He's not a great forward and i think they're kind of in the market for for someone who can really kind of attract um more of the ball up there but um yeah they're like attacking three or four players have been really fun to watch um the midfield's a little bit less good obviously the granite jacka kind of factor is kind of wild um but thomas Partey is playing really well um, yeah he helps them a lot doesn't he it yeah. just seems like i it's not like i've assessed him or watched him a lot it just seems that Every time he's in the squad, they they're just better. Yeah, uh, I mean he's he's more like, likely to get a result. He's he's just one of the better like you know defensive slash central midfielders in the way that Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips, you know, or Conte like totally change the shape of those teams when they are in the squad. Yeah, Party does the same thing I think for for Arsenal on a little bit less consistent basis, but still. Um, sure. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't have, I feel like Arsenal gets clowned on a lot by previous people, but I don't, oh, yeah, I don't, but because they've been, because they've been jokes for a while. Yeah. They've been and they were like, so, and they were good before they were jokes. So it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's but like when you descend like that. Yeah. 
I don't have any like animus towards them. So I'm really happy to see like the younger players, especially do really well. Yeah. I don't have any animus towards them either. Um, yeah, it is nice to see them play. And yeah, I, I think that it is nice to see, cause this is what we want in Everton. It is nice to see a manager come in, have time to work at this stuff out. A hundred percent. Like, and then things start to click and you move forward and you get the results that you want and you end up getting back to where, you know, they're back to where they were when, you know, when um, Arsene Wenger left, they were kind of like on the decline. Then they had a couple of appointments or maybe just one appointment didn't really go well. I think they had a couple appointments, right? Unai Emery and I feel like there was uh, one other. After I feel like it was Wenger, Unai Emery, Arteta. Am I yeah, wrong? It might, have been. it might have been. I, I guess Emery was there for a little bit longer than I remember. Um, but yeah, it, it it's nice to see them kind of come back up and it and with a young squad. Another thing that's pretty in, uh, enviable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is nice to see that and when you were talking about forwards, you want someone that is going to attract the ball. I hate to say it, but I think DCL would probably be a really good signing for them. There's a, there's a lot of chat about that. And <laughs> oh, that would be I an know. amazing signing for them. I know it would be, that's exactly who they need. Like, and he's young enough. He's going to hold up the ball. He can get those classic number nine goals with headers or tap-ins or, uh, Man, it it just objectively would be a good a good fit. Yeah, I just hope it doesn't happen. Um, but maybe <laughs> I maybe maybe I do, so we can get a good chunk of change out of it, and yeah, maybe we can restructure a little bit, um, which yeah. I think is what's needed. But yeah, I mean, with a strong forward, man, they are going to be. I I feel like they will be. They will be champ. Uh, definite definite champions league contenders as far as like being in those champions league spots every every year for yeah. a while and i think to me the way i read their situation is kind of like they are kind of in the place that manchester united was in maybe 3 years ago or two and a half years ago where they have like a couple of like really really good young players like you know your rashfords and your greenwoods um and people like this and manchester united kind of made all the wrong decisions after that point right like they built they did the wrong things in order to build that team with the exception probably of bruno fernandez like um yeah oh my god could you imagine if they didn't have him i know um but but other than that they kind of went about things badly and i think yeah if, if arsenal start from that kind of like younger exciting core players and build well and i think dcl is like a good signing in that respect like i think they could be in those champions league spots as you were saying for like years and years um which is an exciting yeah 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 for sure um yeah they're they're just good um so yeah we'll see what happens um i'm glad i picked them um to be uh i mean i really picked them as like they're this is going to be like a solid defensive team and which it didn't start out that it has been lately. They, it didn't start that way, but um, they've definitely like, I think, I don't know. Was it, was Partey out quite a bit in the first part of the season? Yeah, so he like, missed the first like couple months. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of attribute it to that. I think once they had him back, that helped. Um, yeah. They're just a pretty good, pretty good team, which yep. is, so, I mean, they have something to be excited about. So. Yeah, it's nice to see Saka and Mill Smith Rowe get minutes and do well. So. Yeah, yeah, and Odegaard has been fun to watch too. Yeah, Odegaard's good. Yeah. Um, all right. The next thing I want to talk about is uh, I want to talk about kind of two teams that are lower down the league. Um, the first is Leeds because I think an interesting narrative over the past month or so was like Leeds kind of in free fall and Leeds finding a way over the past two or three games to like, you know, pull out of that free fall a little bit. Um, And, you know, they got to win this past weekend 
And things seem to be turning around for them, which is for me, nice to see. I obviously love watching leads and um, I don't think a lot of the problems that they had were, um, were kind of fatal. They were just um, unfortunate in the sense of lots of COVID and lots of injuries that kept happening to key players and a little bit of Marcelo be also being stubborn, but they seem to be headed in the right direction now, which I'm excited about. Yeah. Um, it is good to see them back. I, I gotta be honest though. Like their squad needs a refresh. Yeah. I just, I just think that they could really do with a, a good summer. They need like two or three players to come in and kind of make things a little bit different. Um, which I mean, could very easily happen, especially if Rafinha goes, um, then they'll have a little bit of money to splash, which I think he, my guess would be he would. I would be interested to know. know that. Yeah, I don't know his contract situation, so he might be kind of expensive yeah. for someone to try to buy. But yeah, probably the consistency with which he plays well on a team that is very inconsistent um, is yeah. a, is a good sign, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but it is good to see them play. It's I, I don't know. I just am. I'm, I'm finding it a little bit hard to to root for them just because they have so many players that are inconsistent. Yeah. Like, well, it's like y'all aren't as fun as I thought you were. Mm. <laughs> I guess that's what uh, I guess is what it boils down to. Cause last year they were just flying up and down and like it was new. It was exciting this year. It's like, yeah, you maybe one, one, one season wonders as far yeah. as a lot of you go. Uh, I don't think a lot of you are as good as maybe we thought you were. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, I still think they have some fun players like Rafinha Bamford, I think, is still solid. He's had injury an injury crisis pretty much this whole season. So, yeah, um, I still and Calvin Phillips is a solid player in the back. Like they have good players, but I just think if they brought in some. Uh, just a couple more, make it a little bit more fun. But yeah, it's good. I mean, I definitely want them to stay in the league, so it's good to watch them um, get points. Um, not good to watch them jump above Everton, but yeah, um, that's a little unfortunate. Yeah, but you know they're on a streak and they play Newcastle next, so hope I'm definitely hoping they beat Newcastle. That uh, should be fun. That's the other team I wanted to talk about <laughs> towards the bottom of the league. Um, was Newcastle and their and their transfers and things with getting? I mean, Kieran Trippier to Newcastle is like one of the weirdest transfers I can remember since I've been paying attention to the Premier League. Like it makes it sense. Weird. With, it makes sense with where they are, you know, financially, but with where they are in the standings and like Kieran Trippier at Tottenham, then going to Atletico Madrid and then winning La Liga with Atletico Madrid and then going to Newcastle is just so bizarre. I think he knows that he will be gone. At, he will not be at Newcastle if they get relegated. There's yeah. no way. Yeah, there's probably some kind of contract situation. I don't think they'd be able to afford his wages down there. Yes, I think they could. I think they... I don't think I don't that's know. a problem for them. Yeah, I guess. In the way that it know. would be for like a Norwich or someone like that. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's true. I don't know. I just, I just don't think that he would. Yeah, they they've had like Karen Trippier and Chris Wood, <laughs> two transfers that they made in the same window. So bizarre. Um, very bizarre. It feels like they are just throwing stuff at the wall and hoping that it sticks. A little bit, I think. I think they they're just not. Sense. I don't know. Like, I mean, they kind of make sense, but like, I don't know, man. I just like I don't know what they're about. I don't really know if they have a direction at all. Yeah, I think they make, those those transfers make sense in the sense that those are positions that they needed to fill. Like, those are positions okay. they needed to strengthen. Okay, it's yes, just, but you can say that about every position. Like, yeah. They're so bad. They're so bad. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I think the only positions they don't need to strengthen are, well, now, like, probably center forward between Wood and Cal Wilson 
and then Kieran Trippier, then like whatever kind of wing Maverick position, uh, uh, um, Alan St. Maxman is playing. And then, Oh yeah. The kind of attacking midfield position that Joel Linton play is playing. I think everyone else they need. They yeah. Need they fresh. need new center backs so badly. Yeah. They just need, yeah. I don't know. I just don't see them staying up though. That would be, it would be really interesting if they went down. Oh, I, th- I think it's inevitable. Really? Who wait? Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I think they're going down. Who do you, who do you think are the three teams that are going down? If oh. you had to call it Oh my god, this is so exciting, isn't it? We've got Burnley, Newcastle, Norwich, and Watford. That's the that's kind of the relegation dogfight right now. And Ever- Everton is not in it yet. <laughs> they're not in it yet. They are flirting with danger. Yeah. If we don't if things could shake up in the next couple weeks and it would be all systems go like it's it we have to do everything we can to stay up which would be terrifying yeah <laughs> I, can't, I, I just can't even mentally process that wow um but we are still five point uh no six point six points clear yeah we're still six points clear of norwich who are in 18th so um i out of the four i think it will be the three that are currently in the bottom I think it'll be Burnley, Newcastle, and Norwich. Hmm. Interesting. Norwich are so bad. Yeah, they're pretty bad. I mean, they beat us. They are so bad. They hadn't scored in like, they hadn't scored since like November. That's wild. They hadn't scored in like, like oh, hundreds of minutes. Hundreds of minutes. They hadn't scored. And then they scored two on us in, in the first 20. Like, I don't think that they're not playing Everton every week. They're going <laughs> to, go, you know, they're going to lose the other games. They're, they're bad. They are very, very bad. Yeah, I think. And so are Burnley. Honestly, I kind of think Burnley are just as bad as Norwich. I think Burnley are absolutely toast. I don't think there's any way they stay. They stay oh, oh, I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be so great to see them go back down. I'm so excited. Yeah, get um, something interesting in the league. Um, I think I think Norwich, I also think Norwich will go down, but I think Watford will be the other team. You think Newcastle will stay up and Watford will go down? Yeah. But Dennis. But Dennis... I, here's the thing. Dennis I think, will single-handedly keep them up. I mean, if he could, he would. Also, an, no, he like, can and he best, will. Probably the best mustache in the league, I would think. <laughs> it's a very good mustache. Um, but yeah. I think that Watford have gotten the absolute best they're going to get out of Dennis this year over the past month and a half. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's getting any better for him or for them. Yeah. And the fact that they're only in fourth and weren't able to move up to fifth, maybe sixth out of the the last place spot, um, yeah, has me worried for when things kind of turn a little bit more sour. That's just yeah, all. I'll you, say. you know who you know who play each other this coming weekend, or you know who plays each other very soon? Norwich and Watford. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah, that'll be interesting. What a game! Yeah. I think I'm honest. I have this written down as things to talk about, but like at this moment in time, I'm much more interested about mid to low table um, battles than I am about the me um, too the top of the table. Me too. I, yeah, it's I am much more interested in in the in the uh, relegation fight than I am right now for obviously the champ obviously the title which is kind of wrapped up and then yeah like i don't really care that much like who gets fourth between west ham and arsenal i don't it doesn't matter to me i am much more interested in who is leaving the league because it's actually somewhat of a fight this year other times it's been well we know what the three are like it's but the fact that there's four that could easily any of them could go down there's only three points separating those four like it's gonna get dicey. So yeah. um yeah, it's it's exciting. Although Burnley, I will say, have only played 17 games. 
Um, so they technically have four games in hand on Norwich. Oh my gosh. Um, so they could, they could squeak out and you can, if they squeak out, you will be able to hear the collective groan of the entire <laughs> country of England. <laughs> like it's going to be, so everyone wants to go. Everyone wants them to go down. Wow. Everyone except Burnley fans. I feel like want them to go down, man. 11 you know? points out of 17 games so far. <laughs> wow. Norwich, I just saw I just saw that Norwich's goal differential is minus 35. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like FIFA shit. That's like it's like that's bad. That's so bad. It's, uh, it is a that is video game stuff, you know? Yeah. It's comical. It's comical. Um yeah, it's I don't know. It's very exciting though. I'm excited. I hope it continues like this up until like the last week because it will be so intense. Can yeah, you imagine I mean, watching? Uh I think a, I think the emotion of a team staying up on the last day oh. is probably greater than the emotion of a team winning the league on the last day. It's like just the oh, kind of like relief. No. No, 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 no. You don't think so? No. I it watching I don't I didn't watch this in real time and I don't even support City, but watching Aguero score that goal yeah on the last day for them to win, nothing beats it. That's true. Nothing. But no, that's that's that like moment. that's like winning on the last minute. Imagine so. Imagine if it was like that, and then instead of, in just just imagine in your mind's eye. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. In your, yeah. In your mind's eye, you have you have Watford <laughs> playing, and it's Dennis who scores in the last second. And in the in the split screen, you have Newcastle and Kieran Trippier who are just abject laying on the ground, knowing that this goal from Dennis has sent them into relegation. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it would it's ha- like it you... would have to be a scenario where Watford were where they currently are, and like, or like they need a win to stay in. If they win, there's no chance of them going down. Yeah, I'm just it, saying if you scenario. had if you had a like just transposed staying up versus winning the league, and the team that didn't win that game went down, I think that would be incredible. Yeah. It would it would be very incredible if it was if it was like Watford versus Newcastle on the very last day. Like oh, that is man. the game. It's That's just what you basically want. a playoff. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. Could you imagine if they predicted that and like we're like we're gonna try to make it so that who we think is gonna be like fighting relegation, they play each other at the end. Yeah, it'd be wild because you could at least get close. You could get close. Yeah, because you know who it's not gonna be. Um, yeah. It could get maybe close. Oh man, it's gonna be talk about a story arc, man. Oh yeah. That the end, yeah, just ending on something that intense like that is so much fun. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Staying up at the last minute is is pretty is pretty wild. And then because it because then you don't because with City, it's like you know, you win. And in that case, you have the schadenfreude of like taking it away from Man United. But in this case, you have the schadenfreude of like actually actively sending another team into relegation. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. Oh, um, man. Any other any other big time narratives you want to talk about? I think we've covered all of mine. Uh, well, we didn't talk about Tim Griffith. We got to give him oh. his due. All right. Let's talk about Tim. Tim Griffith. Were, came in last place in the season, right? Last year, I think. Or so. did he end in fifth? It was it was a close thing either way. It was close. Um, very good to see Tim. Solid mid table team can work his way up. Um, yeah, and his and has risen quite a bit lately. Um, good to see. Good to see that uh, all around. I agree. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like who. Yeah, I mean he's. Let's see, I'm just looking at his transfers. 
and they all seem very sound, you know, bringing in Jota, yeah. Martinelli, Mount, Ward Prowse, interestingly, uh, Kane. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's nice to see see Tim doing so well. Um, maybe who would Tim be? Who would be the closest analogy for Tim in the Premier League right now? Tim's maybe maybe like a kind of Arsenal team in a way. We've already talked um, about them. I don't know. It's like an uh, Arsenal or Arsenal or Villa are the two that are coming to honestly, mind. Honestly, honestly, I kind of think Wolves. Oh, interesting. Because Wolves are when I looked at the table, Wolves were a lot higher than I thought they were. Yeah, they um, don't they don't lose games. They're there. eighth. They're eighth. And they were so bad to start the season. People were like, How are they ever going to score a goal? Because they well, went so long without scoring, remember? They went yeah. games without scoring, and people were like, When is it gonna happen? But here's the thing and now they, they're an eight. They went a long time without scoring but those games that they didn't score they oftentimes didn't lose they just drew them um which is like i think part of the difference it's like uh their goal differential they have a plus two goal differential and they don't they haven't scored that many goals but um they just don't they just don't lose many games Hmm. yeah interesting yeah they went on a yeah they've kind of plateaued actually their ascendancy was from game weeks three until twelve. They oh kind of gosh. just had a slow. They had a slow rise. I'm really. Looking... I would say from five to like ten, they had like three games in a row that they won. That helped. So, so Wolves is actually not. I'm looking at their stats right now. It's not as as draw heavy as I would guess because it's nine wins, four yeah. draws, and seven loss. Brighton. Has won six, drawn ten this season. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. That's that they do that a lot. They did that a lot last season. But uh, back to Tim. Uh, I would say Tim is like Wolves in that um, he's kind of gone under the radar. He's just chipped away, done what he needed to do, and is uh, he's climbing the ranks and he's doing well. Um, let's see. Let's see. He was in. I'm looking at like overall rank, just overall in the world. Um, and he was around 3.2 million in game week 16. So probably right before the holidays or right around the holidays. Um, I guess probably right before the holidays. Um, and then he just has worked his way up a game week, game week scores of 70, 82, 67. That brought him around 1.4 mil overall. And he's kind Mm -hmm. of stayed in that ever since so yeah very similar to wolves in that um kind of mid-season rise he's plateaued a little bit so we'll see what he can do from here on out for the rest of the season but yeah um a lot of interesting things going on um and tim is tim is one of them good to see him um making a name for himself in the mid table Making a name for himself in the mid day. <laughs> I didn't know what else to say. <laughs> oh man, cool. Uh, anything else we want to talk about? I don't think so. Hopefully, next time y'all will get more into the fantasy aspect, get into some players. But we just wanted to kind of do like a overall catch up type of thing because it's been kind of wild. So I don't even really know where my head is at in terms of like fantasy stuff. I'm not very knowledgeable. I've been kind of out of it. So yeah. um, it's it's fun. I will say, speaking of narrative, it's fun to just realize things will play out as they do in a TV show. Things will just play out and you can just enjoy the ride. And when you can just say, you know what? It is going to be what it is. Um, and I get to watch all of the drama unfold. It makes it much. It makes it much, um, much more easy to watch um, when you're in a tough spot like me. <laughs> um, but it just makes it more fun to watch in general because, yeah, there's there's like you don't know what's going to happen, so it's like almost like a play. It's like live people. It's actual, actual reality TV. Uh, my head is all over the place. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> all right. That's our big hot take is that soccer's like reality TV. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Cut that, Jay. I don't think he will. At least I hope not.
Um, all right. Well, Evan, it was good to talk to you as always. Um, and everyone else, we will see you in Discord and hopefully at some point soon back in your ears with another podcast. Oh, yes, that too. <laughs> and in voice chat. Um, cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, bye from me. Bye from me. All right, see you later.